0: Welcome to the Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com. God is doing a lot here and he's speaking to us and he's working in our hearts and lives. And uh, that's something that I know, and I'm really grateful for God's leadership. We have a great leader, and we get to follow Him together. And I'm glad we're not doing this just as isolated individuals, but we're doing it as a church family. Lorenda mentioned forging our future. God is at work among us, and He's He's leading us and directing us. And when you think about the Joshua generation, the people of Israel, as they entered into the promised land, they faced different adversaries, different obstacles, and different challenges. The same thing is true in our current journey right now. We face a financial obstacle and it's our opportunity to rise up and to overcome that. And our goal is $160,000 between now and October the 31st in giving over and above our regular tithes and offerings. And so I wanna invite you to go to the website. In my notes, you can click on that or you can go on our website. One of the main links there leads you to Forging Our Future and you can see all the information about it you can also see a response card online. We're asking every regular attender, every member of Calvary, and we want to open up that opportunity. In the past, we've had people that have been online, people in other places, other states, other regions have said they wanted to sew into what the Lord was doing here. And we want people to be blessed, to be a blessing. And so we want to, if God's speaking to you, then you can give. But especially those that are members and regular attenders here, I want to invite you to fill out a card. And I also want to say thank you to those that have already given. You've already filled out the card. You've already participated. Thank you so much. And uh, I know some people, they just say, I don't want to fill out a card. I'm just going to fill out the form and just give the resources. So that's another way to participate. But I want to encourage you, Calvary, this is our opportunity to dialogue with the Lord we're listening for his voice, his guidance. We want to obey the Lord and we want to step out in faith. Even as Lorenda was talking about, they stepped out in faith with their tithe and giving to the Lord and their obedience there and the Lord blessed them. And so, um, I, Lord, right now, I just want to stop and I want to ask you to speak to us. Lord, as we seek you for what we're supposed to do, our part in this offering, Lord, I pray that you would get, give us grace. I pray that you'd give us clarity. Lord, I pray that we would have ears to hear what you're saying, hearts that respond in obedience to you. And Lord, we thank you for the chance to overcome obstacles and challenges in our journey. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you lead us in the way of victory and grace. And Lord, I also want to thank you. Uh, A friend of mine came up to me when we prayed a couple of weeks ago and we mentioned, God, that you would provide bonuses and blessings and full employment and Help for those that are unemployed. Lord, when we prayed for bonuses, this friend received a bonus the next week out of the clear blue. Lord, we ask for more of that. Lord, we ask for more blessings and more resources. Lord, we, we pray that you would speak to us and help us even to give where it's financially a sacrifice. Lord, for some of us, that's, those are different amounts, but Lord, we want to be a people of participation. So I speak a blessing to this congregation, and thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in us, and thank you that we get to rise up and we get to be blessed to be a blessing. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Again, I just want to say that the Lord is speaking to us and he's guiding us, and the Lord has been saying some things to us over the past few years. I've actually been spending some time uh, in the discipline of reflection, just rehearsing the words that the Lord has given to us. Actually, my heart has been tenderized by what I'm seeing him do in fulfillment of decades of revelation and decades of prophetic words and in streams that we're a part of. It's actually a really exciting time to be alive right now, seeing what God is doing, seeing how he's moving. And when I consider what God has spoken to us as a congregation over the the years, sometimes we think, are these words still current? Do they still, are they still for us to this day? And I want to say that the words that the Lord has spoken to us over the past few years are current. They actually don't have an expiration date. God is still speaking. It's not going to go bad like that milk in your refrigerator after a few days. God does not build in that, that, that thing that just quits. And so God's words are fresh and new. And we can be strong and courageous because God has promised us both His presence and His His word to engender faith in us. And listen to this verse in Mark chapter 4, verse 24 to 25. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 to 25. Jesus said to them, "'Pay attention to what you hear. "'With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, "'and still more will be added to you. "'For to the one who has, more will be given, "'and from the one who has not, "'even what he has will be taken away.'" Pay attention to what you hear. And so I wanna take time this morning to rehearse and reflect upon some of the words that the Lord has been giving to us. And God knows where he's going and he knows how to get us there. And our job is to partner with him. Philippians chapter two, verse 12 through 13 says that you and I are to work out what God is working in us. And so we wanna partner with the Lord. We wanna say yes and amen to what he's doing because he says yes and amen to us. And that's what we want to do this morning. So I'm going to remind us of some words, beginning with the word expectation. The word for the year in 2018 was expectation. The Lord wants us to have a holy expectation and active faith that embodies confidence, anticipation, and expectation in our God. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter one, uh, chapter 11. We're going to look at verse one and six. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Verse 6, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I believe that God wants to stir up a holy expectation in us for Him. Without expectation, we live dull lives that are unaware and they're untuned to the Lord and what He is doing and what He wants to do among us. So, Calvary, I want to encourage you that when you come to our services, when you go to your small groups that are going to be starting back up soon, when you're involved in any activity or any ministry, both in this building and outside this building, I pray that you'll be a people who have a holy expectation, that you would have a holy, growing Expectation that God is here, that God is moving, and that God wants us to partner with Him and to get on what He's doing. In other words, that we might bless what He's doing. This morning, we, we saw what God was doing as these fifth graders were, were crossing over into the youth group, and they're so excited, and they have families that are so excited. And so our job is to bless what God's doing. Amen. Whatever it is that the Lord's doing, we are yes and amen, but I want to encourage you, every service, every small group, every meeting, every conversation, I want you to have a holy expectation, looking for God, pay attention to what the Lord, so that you can bless what He's doing, and so that we can get in on it. So there was a second word in 2019, our word for the year actually was a word, a declaration, and a prayer and it was about more of God. The word that God gave us was this desire for more, for more of him. And the declaration that came to us from uh, some friends, Apostle Mosimadaba, was that this is the year of the Lord, which reminds us of Luke four nineteen that this is the year of the Lord's favor. And when you hear the year of the Lord referenced in scripture, a lot of times it's referring To that Jubilee season, that time when we're set free from debts, when, when all that's been lost and all that's gone away and all that's been, been given out, it actually returns back to us. And slaves were set free and, and financial debt was released and, and God moved with his favor upon his people. And then there was a prayer. Turn in your Bibles to Zechariah chapter nine. Zechariah chapter nine, verse 11 to 12. Zechariah 9, 11 to 12. As for you, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will free your prisoners from the waterless pit. Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. Because of God's faithfulness, he gives his word, he keeps his word. That's what covenant is all about. We can pray for freedom from the, for the prisoners who are trapped. So we can pray. There are people in our families. There are people in our neighborhoods. There are people in our communities that are trapped in waterless pits. And God says it's his desire to bring them freedom. Isn't it good news that Jesus comes after us with freedom and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so I pray that we'll be ministers of this freedom. We'll minister freedom from bondage and freedom from addiction and freedom from torment and whatever it is that people are facing in these these waterless pits, in these, these places that are dry and desperate, our God comes and he, and he ministers freedom for those that are trapped. But he also promises double restoration for what has been stolen. We have the right to appeal to God and ask him. Proverbs actually says, that God makes the thief repay seven times over. And so our God is the God of justice. He's the God who declares on our behalf. And so we're a people who can pray for restoration for what has been stolen. And then when we think about that word more, actually, the more of God was a sermon series that the Lord gave to Pastor Steve. It was a revelation that God gave to Pastor Steve Meeks back in the fall of 2017, and he preached some messages. And then he came to us as a staff team uh, toward the end of 2018 and said, I don't think that we got our hearts and our heads and our lives wrapped around this revelation. It was like it was just sitting on top, this more of God revelation, And he, and he said, I think that we're supposed to pursue God for more. And so that's what we were doing in 2019. You see, this, this, this sermon series came out of the promises and the revelation that God had given to Paul in Ephesians and God had spoken to Paul and, and he stretched to the, he stressed to the church in Ephesus. He said, I want you to have more than doctrine. I want you to have personal experience with what it is that you believe and with me. And so Pastor Steve had some phrases. You know, he's a wordsmith and just really good. He said, if God is a promise maker, or we should say, since God is a promise maker, we should be promise takers. So we should say every promise that you've said, we sang about it this morning is yes and amen. And we should say, Lord, we want every promise, everything that you have said in your word, we want it. And if God is a promise keeper, then we should be promise seekers. We should be promise seekers. We, As we spend time in his word and we see the promises of scripture that are unfulfilled, we need to be a people of prayer and who say, I'm not going to let go of God until, like our forefather Jacob did. And so we want to be a people like that. So the more of God, God is such a powerful promise maker, is not the mature response to be promise takers. Have we been promise takers? There's so much more of God that he wants us to experience. There's so much more of his life and his light and his presence and his power. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, And I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. I want you to follow along in yours as I read beginning in verse 17, Ephesians chapter 1. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of His Spirit of wisdom and the Spirit of revelation to know Him through your deepening intimacy with Him. We are meant to have a deepening intimacy with God. We're meant to have an experiential relationship with Jesus. I think about where our country is right now, and I think about the brokenness. I think about the division, the disunity. And you know what? I think that there's a problem in our nation, and the problem's not out there. It's with God's people. We are the heart of the nation. And if we're growing in our intimacy with the Lord, if we're being the people that God wants us to be, I believe that that will radiate out and it will make a difference. We'll be the salt and light that will transform culture. Now, I recognize that in Isaiah chapter 60, things are going to get better and better, worse and worse, faster and faster. I understand that. But I want you to know, as I listen to the testimonies of so many people that have become The N-O-N-E-S, the nuns, the nuns. So many people claim to have a relationship with Jesus, but they're not connected with any community anywhere. And I want you to know, it's actually impossible, according to the word of God, to be a follower of Jesus and not be a part of his committed community. How can you do the one another's of the New Testament? How can you make a journey in covenant relationship with God and others, but people have been hurt. People have been disappointed. There's all these things that have happened in our journey. And the truth is, I mean, I, I was, I was reading some things recently as people were posting and I just had this thought. I know it wasn't from God. It was my, it was my broken thought, but I was just saying, man, I, I wish those people wouldn't say they're a Christian. They're killing us you know, please don't, just keep it to yourself, keep it a secret, <laughs> and don't tell anybody that you're a follower of Jesus. If that's the way you're going to treat others, if that's the way you're going to show up in judgment, in anger, in hatred, and and I just, that was the thought I had. And, uh, you know, I I want us to be salt and light, blessings in this culture in a really unique way, amen? And so, This is a time when we get to shine. This is a time when we get to be a blessing. And then we want our lives to look like Jesus' life. Did Jesus say difficult things? Absolutely. Did Jesus get put in difficult situations? Absolutely. And whatever happens, we can conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of Christ, and we can be salt and light no matter what in this culture. And so I believe... That God wants us to know him through our deepening intimacy with him. And then it goes on and says, verse 19, Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Calvary, no matter what in this culture. And so I believe that God wants us to know him through our deepening intimacy with him. And then it goes on and says, verse 19, Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Calvary God is powerful. God is transformative. God is real, and He's more than just our doctrines. He's more than just our ideas. He wants to have a living, vibrant relationship with us that actually gets transmitted to others. You know, there's a virus going around the world, and I'm praying that God would release a virus of the Holy Spirit, I'm praying that God would release a contagion of love. I'm praying that God would release something that would be super contagious of people saying, man, I want what that person has. When I look at their life and I look at how they're standing in the midst of crisis, opposition, difficulties, uh, in the midst of the fear and anger of our culture, they go, I want what they've got. Calvary, we get to be that kind of people, Amen. And it starts with a heart that's more of God. So we need to seek God for more. Jesus died to give us more than we're experiencing. And redemption is not just an ending. It's actually a beginning. It's a doorway into the fullness of God. And so let's just set our sights really high. And if we don't reach it, that's okay. But let's don't set our sights too low. Let's say, I want to go after God for everything he has for me. I want our nation to have everything that it has for for this nation. God's not finished with this nation yet. God has plans, purposes, destiny for us. But it starts with us and our intimacy with God, both individually and collectively. And so we want to be a church that responds to this more of God revelation by increasing our capacity to connect with the Lord and for living in the awareness of His presence We want to experience more and more of God so that our children, our youth, and our young adults will encounter more of God. So would you join us in praying, God, give us more. Give us more of who you are. Make us more of who you are. And we want to journey in that way together. So God's really trying to raise our expectation. And he's saying there's so much more. I I hope you don't ever settle. I guess that's the word I would like to say. If you're satisfied with where you are right now, I want to pray a holy dissatisfaction. I want to pray that you'll just get prompted and you'll get energized. Um, yeah, holy prodded would be a good word, right? Holy prodded. And then in August to December of 2019, we actually had a focus on returning to our first love. The Lord confronted us with a word again from Apostle Mosemadaba in March of 2019, and he said, You've left your first love. Praise the Lord. It's easy to return to the Lord with His help. And I want you to know God wants us to return to Him more than we want to. Amen. And so turn in your Bibles to Revelation 2, 4 to 5. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 to 5. Yet to hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you've fallen. Repent and do the things that you did at first if you do not repent i will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place and so god had a lot of positive things to say about these people and he, he spoke to this church at ephesus and told them wonderful things and blessed them and encouraged them but he said but i have it this against you you've left your first love and then he says remember repent and renew god has called us to remember Remember the height, remember the intimacy, remember the beginnings, remember the breakthroughs, remember, and then to repent, to repent is to turn from where we are and where we're going and to turn in a new direction toward the Lord and then renew, do what you did at the first. Renew your works, renew your heart, renew your interest with the Lord. And so may we be a company of people who continually return to our first love. When you look at church history, what was spoken in Revelation chapter chapter three, what was spoken there in Revelation chapter three is not just for the first century believers, but this has been something that's happened to the people of God throughout history is they leave their first love. And so let's don't point the finger out there and say, God, would you help them with their first love? Let's Let's ask God to help us with our first love. And may we continue to live in to remembering, repenting, and then returning uh, and renewing uh, who we are in our Lord. So, coming in to 2020, we want to pursue deep intimacy and full partnership <clears throat> with the Lord. We want to pursue deep intimacy and partnership with the Lord. In 2019, Pastor Joshua Rushing was preaching and he was sharing some messages from the Song of Songs and we were really impacted by that word. And as I listened to what he said, the Lord just stirred up a theme in me and just grabbed my heart with something. He he was reading from Song of Solomon 1.4 where the bride says, draw me after you, let us run together. He said, this is her life's vision. And he said, this is what she wants to be and do. And so I want you to draw me away with you, which means take me deeper. And so she wants deep intimacy was what Joshua said to us. And then he said, and let us run together. I want to run with you in partnership. Uh, She wants full partnership with the Lord. And then we see in chapter eight of Song of Solomon, we see the mature bride living into this vision, living in deep intimacy and full partnership with her bridegroom king. And Calvary, what I'm praying is I'm praying that we'll make progress like this bride to become the partners whom Jesus has called us to be, who, who he deserves as our bridegroom king. I'm praying that we'll pursue deep intimacy and full partnership with the Lord. So that phrase, keep on pursuing deep intimacy and full partnership with the Lord, that's how I want us to live in this context, in this culture. So this is a word that God gave us that has just gripped my heart and I want it to grip all of our hearts. Then last year, you think about 2020, that was a year of reset. The pandemic was an opportunity to reset, to put first things first. This opportunity to reset is actually one of the redemptive purposes that the Lord had in this season of crisis that we're still in. You see, so many people, you know, they say, if I had enough time, if I had the right circumstances, I would seek God. Well, you know, God did not cause what happened last year and what's continuing in this year, did he? But God is a redemptive God, and he says he can take everything, anything that happens for us who are followers of God, who wanna be conformed to the image of Christ, Romans 8, 28, and he can use it, he can use it for our good. I want you to know that I think what happened last year was about a reset. And so the Lord gave us that word and we began working through what that meant resets one of the redemptive assignments for responding to this season when COVID-19, racial unrest and injustice, political divisiveness, when fear and anger knocked so many people off of their center and off of their place of stability. The Lord has spoken to us. He spoke to us about pursuing deep intimacy and full partnership with the Lord in 2020. And our time began with returning to our first love to remember to repent and renew. And then we started the year of 2020 with a 21-day first love fast, and then COVID hit. Again, a global reset. And so I want to say something. I keep hearing from the media. I keep hearing from the pundits. People say, this is the new normal. This is how things are going to be. I want you to know, I'm not interested in what people are saying is the new normal. Rather, I want us to get in on what God says is the new normal. I want us to find out what He's saying. You're going to have more and more people saying, this is the way things are going to be from now on. This is the way, and, and they're going to, they're going to keep saying that. But I want us to listen with ears to what the Lord is saying. And it might include some of what people are saying. But I want you to know, I think that God has brought an opportunity and, and still, this reset opportunity, we need to be asking the Lord, we need to be reflecting with Him and saying, God, what are you doing fresh in my life? How do you want to redeem my situation? How do you want to redeem what's going on right now? And then, this word for 2021. A couple of weeks ago, we actually revisited this word. We kind of took an examine uh, a half- Midway through the year, a half year examine How are we doing with realign? Turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one. We want to look at verses 27 to 30. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I'll know that you stand firm in one spirit contending as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you this is a sign to them that they'll be destroyed but that you'll be saved and that by God for if it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only believe on him it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for him since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I have and so in this passage And then the whole book of Philippians is actually called the book of joy. It's one of the themes of Philippians. In this word of realign, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And there are opportunities in the midst of this world right now, because of crisis, because of controversies, because of difficulties, there are opportunities for us to shine and whatever happens We want to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of our King. And so steadfastness, we're supposed to be steadfast, stand in one spirit. Don't give up, don't quit. Listen, the temptation to give up and quit is actually getting stronger right now. I mean, because we read things, we experience things, and there's just a part of us that just goes, man, I've had enough. I just want to go somewhere and I want to just, I want to just, this this is, I just want it all to go away. And so there's a part of us that that wants to go into shutdown mode. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't quit on the Lord. Don't quit on each other right now. We need each other. We need the Lord more than ever before. The Bible says he who endures to the end will be saved in a number of places. Matthew chapter 10, uh, 22, Matthew chapter 24, verse 13, talking about the end times. And so I pray that we'll have this, the scripture actually calls it patient endurance. Have you ever thought about putting patience with endurance? I mean, endurance is normally we just grit our way through it and we just hang on by the skin of our teeth. It doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be this hope filled, this thing that says, I can go through this because of my God. I can be steadfast because of who he is in me. Then unity, contending as one for the faith of the gospel. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3. God commands us to live a life worthy of the calling which we've received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So unity, we're contending as one for the faith of the gospel. Unity is making an effort. It actually requires effort to be united and to stay connected with other people. And so it needs humility, it needs gentleness, it needs patience, and it needs the ability to bear with one another. Bear with one another. The Bible talks about forbearance. And we've used this play on words before. Why do we need to bear with one another? Because some people are just bears, right? They're just, they're just grizzly and, and they're furry and they're smelly. No, not really. Um, no one, no one's like that in your life. We bear with one another because there are things that happen that require us to forgive, that require us to overcome, that require us to be patient and to do what Jesus said. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Father, would you have mercy on them? Lord Jesus, son of David, don't give them what they deserve. Lord, have mercy. And and listen to this passage, Turn in, or, or turn in your Bibles, actually, to Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. Listen to what God says about discord and division. We're just not hearing much about this today, but this verse, these verses have come up several times recently. I want you to pay attention to Proverbs chapter six, verse 16 to 19. There are six things that the Lord hates. Seven are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that des- devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil a false witness who pours out lies and someone who stirs up dissension among the brothers these are the things that god says he hates and causing dissension is one of those another place turning your bibles to galatians chapter 5 verse 19 Galatians 5, 19 to 26. We were doing a time of reflection and Joshua said, everybody can quote the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5, 23 and 22 and 23. But, but Joshua said, what about the verses above that? Galatians five nineteen. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And I warn you, as I've warned you before, those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of this Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there's no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. And so that lists, when it talks about the deeds of the flesh or the works of the flesh that are evident and obvious, it actually lists dissensions and divisions as a part of that fleshly fruit. But no one ever talks about that. And so when Ephesians talks about make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bonds of shalom, well-being, and wholeness, it takes work because our flesh naturally wants to divide. Our flesh wants to focus on what separates us what, what comes between us, and God wants us to focus on what we have under his headship, under his leadership. Now, are there non-negotiables? Are there things that we have to work on? Yes, but I wanna encourage us to work toward being peacemakers in this season. Again, we talked about it. Share what you think, feel, and believe, and I pray you'll do that in a way that's, that's clear, authentic, and passionate. I'll pray we'll do that, and I pray we'll give room for others to do that And I pray we'll work to stay connected because not everybody right now is thinking, feeling, and believing the same things. And it takes work. Even in the house of the Lord, it takes work. I was listening to a pastor as he was admonishing his church family recently. And he said, what I'm talking about is whatever political party you are, are you treating the other people of the other political party in this congregation with love and respect? That would be an illustration. And so, but there's many areas to divide over today, right? I mean, there are just so many areas that we can divide. I want to encourage us, let's find where we can be unified and let's give grace when we're in division. And again, let's share with clarity, with passion and authenticity. Hey, this is how I see this. How do you see this? But let's not say, I'm not going to have anything to do with you unless you think, feel, and believe like I do. Now, that takes a lot of maturity. That takes a lot of work. And I'll be honest, it takes a lot of energy to have those kind of conversations, but I think it's worth it. And God says, make every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, I want you to know, everybody in this congregation does not like the same food. Everybody in this congregation does not drive the same car. Everybody in this congregation does not have the same color palette or appreciation for different things in the arts. There are people here that like hip hop. There are people here that like rock and roll. There are people here that don't have an ear for music. There are people here that are just different from us and different from you, right? And aren't you glad? You know, we said oftentimes that if you took all the believers in Northwest Houston, we'd say all the square believers go over here, the round believers go over here, the triangles, and then all the misfits would come to Calvary. They don't fit in a hole. They don't fit in a place. And that's not to be judgmental. I'm just so glad that we don't require that everybody thinks, feels, and believes the same thing and looks like me and acts like me. I pray that we'll we'll reflect the diversity of our culture around us. I pray that we'll reflect it in every way. Oh, Calvary, I want us to grow, I want us to change. Now, is there sin? Absolutely. That's why we got small groups. That's why iron sharpens iron. When we get around one another, God speaks and he works on different things. And so that's why this passage says be humble. We want to be humble with each other. We want to work toward that. And can I say again, it's hard work. And right now, it is really, really hard work. It really is. But it's worth it for our king. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of our king, the good news of our king. It's worth it. And so I want to call us to that. Courage, without being frightened in any way, courage is a part of God's divine image in us, and we get to choose courage. We get to choose courage in the face of fear, in the face of crisis, in the face of opposition, and then joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say again, rejoice. We've learned over this past year that joy is actually what our brain needs. It actually is the fuel the brain runs on, and the way that we get joy is by attachment to God and attachment to other people. The best way to get attachment to God is through gratitude, golden moments, gratitude memories where we're we're thinking about the good things God has done in our life and we're reflecting on those and we're actually entering into the experience of that and that will actually fuel our joy. Calvary, I pray we'll be full of gratitude. I pray we'll be full of thanksgiving and I pray we'll sit before the Lord and enjoy all those things together. So again, there's going to be many opportunities, controversies, and challenges in the coming years to see where we're out of alignment with God morally or missionally. But we want to be a people who realign. We want to be a people who respond in ways that line up with the good news of our King. So I've just mentioned six words that God has given to us over the past three years. And I want to say again, the expiration date is still current. God is still wanting us to live into these words. He wants us to be strong and courageous because of his presence and his present word with us. So I'm going to rehearse these words. i wanted to reflect on these words today. And I wanted to challenge us to partner with him. Again, what Jesus said, pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. So let's pray right now. Lord, would you help us to hear what you're saying to each of us individually this morning? What are you saying? Father, we thank you that in Jesus, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment. And so I, first of all, break the power of any of those words and thoughts of condemnation, of judgment, of hopelessness. Lord, I break the power of those things in Jesus' name. But Lord, we recognize your word is an invitation. It's an opportunity. Lord, what are you saying? What are you stirring up in us right now? One of the ways that I ask it is like this. What's getting stirred up in you? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Then pay attention to that and dialogue with the Lord about it. Not just here this morning, but think about it. Write it down. Maybe the Lord is speaking something very differently to you this morning. Maybe you online, the the Holy Spirit is speaking, but just listen to Him. So sometimes to identify what what He's doing, say, what's getting stirred up in me? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? And then respond to what the Lord's putting His finger on. Respond to what the Lord is doing. As I was praying for our service this morning, there were some things that he wants to do at ministry. And so would you just stand with me? We want to move into a time of praying. And Calvary, I really appreciate the fact that y'all stand in the gap and pray and fight for people. You know, we we shared that Pastor John Chung and his daughter and his son have gotten COVID very, very ill in Myanmar. Uh, we've got a friend, Brian Smith, that's actually in a, in very serious condition in the hospital. And uh, I want you to know your prayers count. Amen. Thank you for lifting people up to the throne of grace. And I know you have needs. I know there's things. We're going we're gonna to have ministry teams here. As a matter of fact, ministry teams, would y'all come on up? I want to invite our young people to get in teams to pray for people. Our God is the God who heals, saves, delivers, and encourages there are testimonies of God moving and healing. Yeah. Terry Christian was just sharing with me a testimony. His wife has a, a broken leg and it's not healed. The bones have not come together. And so they made a special trip to Houston for surgery and uh, they're doing something. And as they were doing something, some of the bone marrow, uh, actually got released in her body and the, the, the x-rays or the, or the, their their observation was an mri or cat scan or just the x-ray showed her lungs got cloudy can you imagine her lungs got cloudy and then uh terry knew that people were praying for kathy and uh as she got in to the next place was a recovery so as she got into recovery uh the he hears this celebration going on among the people in the recovery saying we've never seen anything like this before that cloud just left her lungs and terry goes well i can tell you why that happened we've got friends praying for us right now isn't that an amazing testimony and so we're still going to pray for god to knit kathy's legs together we want that to be miraculous but if he uses medical science that's okay right He's the healer, whether he does it supernaturally or miraculously, he does those things. So that would be an illustration of God moving and working in our lives. And I wish all of the healing was instantaneous, don't y'all? I mean, that's my personal preference. But listen, we're gonna keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, because that's what people do. They're hungry for the Lord. Well, as I was praying for our time this morning, these are actually some... um I think these are some words that are supposed to help some of us to get prayer. So one of them is I just got the impression someone needs to stop striving, to cease striving. The Lord is inviting you to cease striving. You're actually striving to make something happen. And you're wearing you're wearing yourself out with worry and effort. Psalm 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. Actually, one translation says, Cease striving. So the impression that I got was it's time to stop and to sit before the Lord. It's time to get his perspective on what's going on. And, and it is time to share with someone else what you're facing, and what you're going through, and ask them to pray for you. Ask, ask them to help you to find rest and trust in God. And that you would let go. This was the phrase, let go. Let go, let go and let God, that you would let go of trying to do your part and God's part. That'll wear you out if you're trying to do both parts. And I want to say that is the temptation for people who are responsible and for overfunctioners. That's just what we do. But anyway, if you need prayer for that, when we come to prayer time, would you come up here? And if that's you online, just stay online. I'm going to pray for y'all at the end of the service. I'll dismiss y'all just a little later. I want to pray about these words. Then I saw someone who was so angry Their jaws clenched and their fists are clenched. And I don't know if that's in the natural. I I don't know what that is. But um, anger is usually one of two things. It's about losing control or it's about injustice. And so I want to encourage you to get prayer this morning. God's here to help. God can help deal with whatever has knocked you off of of where you are and you feel like you've lost control. Or if there's an injustice, God wants to own that with you and help you, but I want to encourage you to get prayer. If you're online, uh, I want to encourage you to call somebody right now, a believer, and ask them to pray for you, pray with you about this. Um, and then the final thing is, I saw the Lord lighting a fire under somebody this morning, lighting a fire under somebody, and what I assumed is when I see that, that that picture, I think He wants you to get in action. He wants you to be obedient, but I asked the Lord what it meant. I didn't just assume what it meant. And he said, I want to thaw out somebody's heart. I want to thaw out somebody's heart this morning. Somebody here, or maybe online, you've been praying for passion. You've been praying for zeal. You don't want a cold heart anymore. And I want you to know the Lord loves that prayer. And he's here to pray with you. And he's here. And so come to one of these teams. So as we dismiss the service for us in this room, there are there are different things that we're willing to pray for you. If you need direction, if you need a prophetic word, if you need healing, if you need to know Jesus this morning, this is a great day to meet Jesus, amen? And say, so I want this Jesus that we've been talking about today, this leader of life. Um, whatever it is, healing, we want to pray with you. We're going to stand in the gap with you. Those that are online, I want you to stay online. And I want to just say, may the Lord bless and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you, And may he grant you shalom, wholeness, well-being, and peace as you go today. And I pray that you'll take time to reflect upon what the Lord is saying. And I pray that together we'll hold on to God for every word, every promise. That's a yes and amen in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you need prayer, come on up. And uh, if you want to, while I'm praying for those online, you're welcome to pray in agreement with me or you're welcome to come and get prayer. So I'm gonna release you now to do what you need to do. Those that are online, let me pray for you just for a minute, okay? And so there's gonna be things happening in this room and I wanna pray with you. So first of all, if that's you and you've been struggling with striving, I pray right now that the spirit of grace will come upon you. I pray the spirit of grace will come upon you right now and the grace to let go and to let God will come upon your heart and your life. Lord, I, I pray for that as a gift for you right now. I, I pray I pray that you would get revelation from God and his perspective about your situation. Lord, I pray you'll speak to your son or your daughter right now, speak to your son or daughter right now, Lord, and give them revelation. Give them your perspective, your perspective of oh Lord. Lord, and what does it mean that they're trying to do their part and your part? Lord, would you give them revelation where, there's, where the angst and the striving is coming from? Lord, would you give that to them in Jesus' name? Lord, I wanna pray for the person that's struggling with anger. Lord, I pray you'll give them clarity. And Lord, I pray that you'll help them. I, I pray that as they call someone, that right now you'll intervene and you'll break the power of that loss of control or, or help them deal with that injustice Lord, I pray for a new grace, a new day, a new energy to come upon their lives. And Lord, I pray for whoever it is that you're lighting a fire unto them, that you're, you're thawing out their heart. Lord, thank you that you're hearing their cry. They want their heart alive. They want their heart on fire. They want you to be at home in them. And we say, come Holy Spirit, let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down right now. And would you cause a warming? I actually pray they'll experience the touch of fire, the touch of warming. So would you do that for my brothers or sisters? Lord, I pray that as these teams pray and minister, I pray you'll release your power and your authority. I pray that you will release your grace and your mercy for everything that you want to do in this room, everything you want to do online. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you that are online. Thank you for being here with us today. God bless you. Thank you for participating. I pray that God's grace and mercy will multiply to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode from Calvary Community Church Podcast. For more content and information about Calvary Community Church, please visit our website at calvaryhouston.com.